Hey, welcome to the ITOM podcast where we discuss the latest trends in IT. I'm Cyril, ITOM solutions expert at Manage Engine, and you've tuned into the first episode of our remote work podcast series. Today, we are going to talk about virtual private networks or VPNs. Global health events in 2020 have caused an accelerated trend in work from home adoption. Many businesses worldwide have implemented remote workforce policies and have shifted operations to support that framework. In order to ensure business as usual in the time of a global crisis, employees and network administrators need secure access to internal servers, applications and on-premise services. In providing this access, a lot of sensitive data is transmitted via shared or public networks and a man in the middle attack could compromise your business and expose a substantial amount of private information this is where a robust vpn infrastructure is essential in this episode we'll talk about what a vpn is and how it can be beneficial to you before we dive into the various types of vpns and the different protocols involved in simple terms A VPN allows you to establish a secure connection with a private network through the internet. Now we all know how the internet came into existence. The US military wanted a secure communication line that it could use to transmit data in the case of a war. This line had to be capable of surviving a nuclear attack so that if one communication center was taken down, the connection could be automatically rerouted through a different communication center. that is operational this is where routers come into the picture let me give you an illustration for that imagine a landmass for instance your country on a map now picture various dots sprinkled across this map these dots are the routers and a line drawn between any of these dots represents communication from one location to another if some of those dots were erased you would still be able to communicate through the remaining ones okay so that solved the communication part of the issue you simply connect the remaining dots but what about security a person could simply tap into the data stream between two dots and capture all that information well to avoid that we use something called tunnels imagine those lines are tubes carrying encrypted data packets If the tunnel were to be breached at any point by a hacker, the entire tunnel would collapse and communication would be rerouted through a different set of routers. This is essentially what a VPN does. Back in the day, VPN-like networks were set up using dial-up modems, leased lines, frame relays, or ATMs provided by telecommunication carriers. In recent years, these have been replaced by IP or multi-protocol label switching networks. This is an advantage for businesses as they offer increased bandwidth by deploying current technologies like DSL and fiber optic cables. This cuts costs by allowing you to use shared or public networks to transfer data instead of using a private or leased infrastructure. Let me sum up the benefits of using a VPN. Firstly, it saves your business a lot of money and secondly, It allows remote access to employees enabling your business to operate on a global scale. 
Now moving on to the types of VPNs. In a business setup, it could be an individual who needs to access the corporate network or a remote branch office that needs to be connected to the corporate network. Let's consider these situations as two individual scenarios. In the first scenario where a user needs to connect to the network, we use what is called a remote access VPN. This comprises of a VPN server in the corporate network and a VPN software in the client or remote user's laptop or PC. This is suitable for users working from home or those in transit. With this type of VPN, you can route traffic in two ways. One way is to route all the traffic through the VPN tunnel. This method is called Direct Connect. Though it offers better security, it drains your VPN bandwidth and impedes business services as critical and leisure traffic passes through the tunnel. The second way is to use a split tunnel method where you can select which kind of network traffic will pass through the VPN tunnel and which traffic will pass through the ISP. In other words, business critical data can be passed through the VPN tunnel and leisure traffic via the ISP, preventing disruption in business operations due to bandwidth constraints. In the second scenario where you need to connect a branch office's local network to the corporate network, you use what is called a site-to-site -site VPN. This can also be referred to as a router-to-router -router VPN and is preferred by large businesses with branches in different countries. Alright, just to round up the types of VPN before we move on to the next section, we have two types of VPN, the remote access VPN for individuals and the site-to-site -site VPN to connect multiple business locations to a corporate network. Now that we've got the types of VPNs out of the way, let's talk a bit about VPN protocols. What is a protocol? Well, a protocol is basically a set of rules by which the VPN operates. It defines the method used to transmit and encrypt data. We'll be discussing this in detail in the next episode, but let me quickly talk about six of the most widely known VPN protocols before we finish this episode. The first protocol that we are going to talk about is also one of the oldest. The peer-to-peer -peer tunneling protocol developed by Microsoft in the mid-1990s. It uses a point-to-point -point protocol to transfer data between two routers but lacks encryption capabilities. It is easy to configure and suits both remote users and organizations. However, some of the drawbacks to note are poor encryption, as mentioned already, and it can be blocked by firewalls easily. It is handy if you need to access region-restricted content, but if security and privacy is your primary concern, it is best avoided. Another protocol that was developed by Microsoft is the Secure Socket Tunneling Protocol. It offers enhanced security as opposed to the peer-to-peer -peer tunneling protocol and can be configured with AES encryption. It uses a secure socket layer or transport layer security channel over TCP443 port. This, along with the peer-to-peer -peer tunneling protocol, works well on Windows platforms and receives regular support from Microsoft. The next protocol is well known and is open source. It is OpenVPN. This open source VPN 
uses a custom security protocol using SSL or TLS for key exchange. It offers good encryption and can be easily configured to run on multiple operating systems. It can also run on any port and uses UDP or TCP. A drawback, however, is slower speeds due to high encryption. The next protocol is one that is preferred by enterprises and can be used in tandem with other tunneling protocols. It's IPsec or Internet Protocol Security. It's actually a suite of protocols used to secure communications at the IP packet layer. It offers strong encryption and works in either transport mode or tunneling mode. Transport mode encrypts only the message in a data packet, whereas the tunneling mode encrypts the entire data packet. The later is widely used to create site-to-site -site IPsec VPNs. The downside is that IPsec is difficult to configure and comes at a premium in terms of VPN infrastructure and licensing. Now that we've covered IPsec, let's take a look at some of the protocols that are used along with it. First, we have the L2TP or the Layer 2 Tunneling Protocol. It is a tunneling protocol that uses point-to-point -point protocol and IPsec to offer double encapsulation where the first layer of security is set up using the point-to-point -point protocol and the second layer uses IPsec encryption. It is easy to configure and can be used for leisure activities, but the downside is a slump in VPN connection speeds. The last protocol that we are going to cover is one that was jointly developed by Microsoft and Cisco. It's the IKEV2 or the Internet Key Exchange version 2. Similar to L2TP, this is by itself a tunneling protocol and is usually coupled with IPsec to make it a VPN protocol. It is highly stable, provides AES encryption and offers impressive speeds as opposed to OpenVPN. It is a preferred protocol for VPN services on mobile devices. With that, we've covered our topics for today. We saw what a VPN is, the advantages of using a VPN, the different types of VPN, namely the remote access VPN and the site-to-site -site VPN, and some of the most widely known VPN protocols that include the peer-to-peer -peer tunneling protocol, secure socket tunneling protocol, open VPN, IPsec, layer 2 tunneling protocol, and the internet key exchange version 2. Now during this episode, you may have heard me mention some key terms including encryption and key exchange. You might be wondering how all of this fits into the grand scheme of VPNs. That's exactly what we are going to talk about in the next episode. Join us as we dive into the details of VPN encryption, keys, algorithms, ciphers, authentication, and more about how VPNs maintain security. So be sure to subscribe and tune in to our next podcast episode. This podcast is brought to you by Manage Engine's ITOM Solutions team. You can head on over to manageengine.com ITOM and check out all of our solutions to manage your IT. Whether it's a small business or a large enterprise, we have all the right solutions for your IT problems. Thanks for joining and stay tuned. Bye-bye.